welcome to the Resilience Podcast. I'm Kobe Greer. Today we'll be speaking about mandate COVID vaccinations within the workplace, which has become quite a socio-political issue globally. To help navigate this conversation, I welcome Vivian Doran, the Training Coordinator from Access Wellbeing Services. Welcome, Viv. Hello, Colby. How are you? Yeah, great. Great, thanks. Viv is a highly experienced facilitator with over 20 years in the industry. She has worked extensively in the field of mental health, with over 15 years working in clinical supervision, supporting clinical staff in reflecting on best practice standards, as well as delivering training in psychology-based topics across the voluntary and community sector. Viv has a natural flair and passion for taking what are potentially sensitive topics and turning them into open and frank conversations with her use of humour and candid approach. Viv is originally from the UK and Ireland and has lived in Perth for 11 years. During this time, she has provided on-site training in the workplace around human services, mental health awareness and psychoeducation, soft skills, organisational change and culture, conflict resolution and team development. Contentious issue currently, um, Viv. So to kickstart, what are some of the concerns that people have around mandated COVID vaccinations in the workplace? Look, I just want to kind of lay the, the foundation before I start that um, there, there's no bias in this conversation today. Sure. And I fully support everybody. Uh, it has a unique perspective and they may need to make the right choices and decisions for them. Um, so I, ju- I just kind of wanted to put that out there first of all. Great, um, great. And, you know, and, and it, when, when we look at some of the concerns that people have, look, I'm, I'm generalising here because everybody's perspective uh, and situation is absolutely unique. And I just want to kind of say that. And it's difficult when we're doing a short podcast to um, reflect everybody's uh, perspective. But I suppose some of the most common themes that are coming up um in terms of from a mental health capacity, mm. if you like, are um, where some people's values, uh, buttons are being pressed around values um, uh, and that sense of or perspective, if you like, of being forced um, to mm. receive uh, the vaccine. Um, and for that, you know, um, it, it is one of the topics I suppose we'll, we'll explore around that in, in a bit more depth. But also I think for some people, there's going to be safety concerns that come up for people. Um, and some of them are real and some of them are are perceived so if, if I think about my own situation if I'm being honest <laughs> I, I was a little bit hesitant I was very much on the fence um, and I, I just did a little bit of digging and I think for me what it brought up is is two aspects one was my own health background um, because there's thrombosis and clots um, in my family history and I thought oh um, that, that, that could be a real risk mm. um, but I did a bit of research and a bit of digging around and what I realized actually is you know, sometimes we can get swamped by media information and it doesn't always give you context, if you like, for accurate information. Sure. And what I realised actually is the female contraception pill um, has a far higher risk of clot um, than uh, COVID vaccination. So for me personally, mm. that helped me to kind of think, well, hang on a minute. Well, why do women take the contraceptive pill if there's a risk of blood clot? And the reason why is because people weigh up, well, which is the greater risk, getting pregnant or, um, you know, a blood clot. or a blood clot. And when mm. you look at it, statistically speaking, the risk is so low that most people make the decision, actually, <laughs> I'm going to chance this. For me, the risk is so small. 
I'm prepared to do that. Why? Because it's more important to me that I don't get pregnant. So in much the same way how I made my choices was thinking, well, if the risk for COVID vaccination is even lower than that, um, I'm prepared to take my chances with it because why? What's more important to me is that I have a job. And that led me into my values. Uh, and for me personally, my highest value is freedom. Mm. Um, so I, I, I really did react to that sense of, oh, you know, um, you know, freedom to choose, you know, uh, and, and I know for a lot of people out there, um, you know, concerns around, well, where's my freedom to choose here? You know, we live in a very liberal country where, you know, our, mm. you know, our views and our opinions and our lifestyle choices are very much, um, you know, uh, respected and accepted. Um, and it can feel a little bit like it's gone against the vein, mm -hmm. um, you mm. know, depending on how you're interpreting what that means. Mm. Um, but for me personally, um, because freedom was such an important thing, I reacted to that, that sense of you in order to keep your job, you need to take this um, COVID vaccination. Um, and when I reflected on it, I realised that actually for a lot of people out there, the same thing is probably happening. It's around values. Um, mm. perception it's the principle for a lot of people mm. um, that are causing them to um, be hesitant about getting the vaccination mm. um, and this is where I suppose I encourage people to um, have open and frank conversations because sometimes it can help people to un unpack well what is it about this that's important to me yeah. why am I reacting yeah. Um, because it's only then you can make an informed choice about what's right for you. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Totally. And and seeking information, like I know that there's, um, you know, over social media, there's a, a lot of information that is um, going around, but I don't know if it's from, um, you know... Accurate sources? Like yeah, World Health Organization. exactly, whether it's a health yeah. department or whatever that might be, um, it's important for people to be well informed with mm. accurate information, exactly. as you say. Yeah. So this is, I think this is also perhaps part of the, um, you know, part of the anxiety and the mm. stress that um, might be, you know, the, the vibe that yeah. might be in the community as well. So... And I suppose that kind of leads into, you know, the next question in regard to, uh, you know, how, what can employees do to help with their sense of anxiety and stress on this topic as well? Yeah, so that, I mean, there's a number of things that people can do, and I, I'm going to separate it into, well, the stress and the anxiety is one thing, mm. but first of all, I'm going to talk about, because, you know, I always say, if you've got a problem, there's only ever two things you can do, something or nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and everything else in between is stress and worry and anxiety, um, so if you look at, well, what can you do, well, the something bit comes first, it's making the determination, what's the right choice for me, which is absolutely, I'm going to emphasise that, a personal journey. And that's going to depend on your circumstances, your values, your lifestyle. But what I would urge people to do is explore that thoroughly rather than making a knee-jerk, emotional, reactive choice that they may regret later on. Um, so, for example, when we look at values, you know, so if you take the, you know, that, that sense of power and control that people feel that they might be losing mm. um, and just recognising, well, what's, what's important to you about that? And if somebody's saying, well, freedom of choice and saying, well, what does freedom look like to you in your life? So, for example, one gentleman I was speaking with, um, when I asked him that question, he said, well, freedom for me looks like being able to make my own choices. And in your life, what does that look like when you see yourself in your future? And he said, well, it's, you know, the ability to travel, to spend time with my family, um, you know, to jump in my car and drive down south when I want to. And, 
you know, and he, he listed a number of things. I said, so if you could just imagine two paths that you're traveling, and one, you make the decision based on um, not receiving the corporate jab and have a look at a point in the future, let's just say 12 months from now, what does freedom in your life look like having made that choice? Mm. And he just thought about that for a moment. I said, now I want you to travel the other path mm. and just imagine what your life looks like um, when you do receive it. And it was interesting because I could see almost like um, an aha moment happen on his face. And what he fed back to me is actually, he said, I'm getting a bit hung up on the principle of freedom. And in fact, I'm going to lose far more freedom if I decide to not take it. Now, that was just sure. him. Sure, For other people, sure. it absolutely will be the right choice. And out of that may come fantastic opportunities. So, for example, I was listening to one lady and she said, actually, it came at a really good time for her because things had got a bit stale in the work. And, you know, she thought, well, if I'm going to make the decision to leave, I'm going to make it work for me. I'm actually going to go back to university and study and go a completely different career path. And I think that that's what I would say to people is make this work for you. Whatever choice you make, mm. um, make the choice based on what's right for you. Um, so leading into conversations around stress and anxiety and worry, how we can manage that better is by watching our self-talk. Mm. And in thought distortions, we, we've got loads of thought distortions, um, but the main one I always talk about is cause effect. And essentially what that means is everything that you experience all day long is going through a filter where you're interpreting what things mean. This means that. This. He didn't buy me flowers. That means he doesn't love me. What else could it mean? It could mean a thousand other things. <laughs> <laughs> it could mean that perhaps he's frugal with his money and that means we're going to have a secure life together. Um, so it, it's all about interpretation. Mm. So how you're interpreting what this means for you. And it's what we call a reframe. In other words, reframing the experience so that you can move on and make your peace and accept it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because the worst thing that I, you know, I'm worried about with people is that they will make that choice to not receive the COVID vaccination or receive it and then spend a lot of wasted time worrying about the decisions that they've made or regretting it or thinking that now this means that their life is dot, dot, dot and whatever that is in the story in their heads. So it's really, really important for people to try and reframe what that means for them and make it work for them so they make their peace with it. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I really love how you, how um, kind of getting out of the binary, you know, the yes and no kind yeah, of yeah. bind, because mm. there is a bind mm. there I I hear with some clients. Yeah. And, um, but it, I completely agree in regard to, um, it's an individual choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and it is value-based. Yes. And, um, but the, the invitation here is to to reflect on the consequences of that exactly. decision and the meaning of those consequences as well. Yeah. And so um, kind of looking beyond the yes, no. Yeah. How is this going to impact impact my life? Or, um, yeah. yeah, is it worth it? Yeah, is it yeah, worth yeah. It? And it may well either be. way. Yeah. is it worth it? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. And sure. that's by looking down the track. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. So it's looking beyond today. Correct. Mm, mm, no, great, great view. You have spoken about um, a little bit about the, the power and control, but um, did you want to add anything about the perception um, that the community is perceiving in regard to the loss of power and control in regard to the vaccination? 
Well, I mean, I, I would just add that, look, what is power? What is control? Look, the only person I have control over is me mm. and my life <laughs> and my decision making um, and what I respond to. I have control over nobody else. And look, sometimes in life, um, we don't get the outcomes that we want. That, that's just, you know, a fact of life. But to put it in context, look, years ago, um, there was a reaction, an outcry from the public when the notion of wearing seatbelts became mandatory. <laughs> and everybody at the time was up in arms, oh, it's a freedom of choice. Whereas nowadays we get in the car and we just kind of buckle up and we don't even think about it. Now, obviously, this is very different in a lot of respects because you're putting something into your body. And I get that. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose it's, it's looking at, well, I have the control here to make a decision based on what I can control. And what I can control, well, that's outside of my hands. Um, and, and just kind of letting go and making your peace with that. Mm -hmm. um, and for some people, you know, maybe the path is, you know, like, uh, for example, I saw that there were some protesters, um, you know, uh, responding to that. And again, that's a choice. And that perhaps for some people feels like a path where they're, you know, they're, they're challenging the system. And that's uh, in a way how they are asserting their sense of power and control over decision making absolutely. at the systems level. Mm. And that's absolutely um, a path that some people choose to go. But, you know, I think it's again, it comes back to that individual uh, and just mm. recognising all the time, is this worth it to me? Not just in the short term, but in the medium to long term. What mm. do my values look like in my life? What's important to me? How do I want my life to be? And making sure that um, when they do assert their power and control over their life, that they're going the path they want to go individually. And that's what's really important about this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I really like that. Yeah, putting your, your energy, your passion, your love into the areas of your life that you do have control exactly. over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so how can employees make sure that they are making the right choices? <laughs> <laughs> um well look, I mean it well, some of the things we've spoken about exactly already. coming back down <laughs> to personal choice. Yeah. But being aware that our values have rules embedded in them. Um so for example, my, my in my model of the world uh, what freedom looks like for me may look very, very different for you. As an example, humour uh, and respect. In my model of the world, uh, respect and, um, you know, uh, could mean something very different to you. So because I'm Irish, we like to use humour quite a lot. So in my model of the world, I could be teasing you, but it's the intention is, if you like, it's a positive thing. But in your model of the world, that could be the height of disrespect. So I think it's really important to bury down into that the rules. What are the rules for that value? What does that mean for me? Um, and sometimes we understand and realise that actually sometimes embedded within our values are things that don't serve us well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and we've got to understand that, you know, where do we get our values from? Where do we get our beliefs from? And what is a belief? Essentially, a belief is just something you think is true. Uh, and our values, if you like, are, the, are, are formed from those early formative years and our beliefs that we've adopted essentially from society, family, and the people around us. But I always say to people, look, if I gave you a hand-me-down jumper um, that didn't fit you very well, was itchy and scratchy and a bit nasty, would you wear it? And most people would have the good sense to say, no, of course I wouldn't wear it. <laughs> um, and beliefs are a little bit like that. If you can hand it down to a belief, you know, which is essentially a thought, something you think is true, doesn't serve you well, don't wear it. And how can we tell if it serves us well? Think about what's important in your life. Yeah. What do you want for your life? Not just now, but into the future. Yeah, mm. yeah. Absolutely. So really, um, again, that the consequences and the yeah, yeah of these choices and yeah. how this is going to impact not just the now, but yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 So 
Viv, how can managers or, or leaders in organisations support their staff uh, in the workplace around this topic? Well, look, I think, you know, I mean, it goes without saying, um, first and foremost, it's uh, it's initiating conversations and being open to having conversations. Um, you know, don't, don't avoid the pink elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. But I think what really matters as leaders in the workplace is that we, we come with an open mind and an open heart and recognising mm. that my model of the world may not be the same as yours and I may have my own individual preferences and perspectives about the path. Um, you know, I may believe that I know what's best for somebody else but what we have to remember is we don't. Mm. We can never step into somebody else's circumstances or shoes and know what's best for them. Only know that. Only they then know that, sorry. Um, and I think what's really important about those conversations in the workplace is impartiality. It's coming with um, that sense of, I don't know what's best for you, only you know that. I am not the expert you are in your life. And facilitating conversations means we have conversations where we ask questions, we don't tell, we don't lead, we don't guide. We only yeah. facilitate that person to increase their awareness yeah. um, so that they can make the right choices for them. Mm. Um, and, and that can be a hard thing to do. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And and also, because I think it comes down to conversation, as you say, mm. you know, keeping keeping the conversations going. Um, there's always the EAP service if um, people, if, if employees, uh, sorry, if employers are seeing that their staff are struggling um, and need that additional support, mm. um, they can all, they can certainly... Um, call upon AWS EAP service, but also training that oh, you're right, conducting yeah. as well would yeah. be really incredibly helpful as well. Yeah, look, in response to, um, you know, how much anxiety and stress it's bringing up for people, I pulled two um, training workshops together. One is aimed at uh, leaders and managers in the workplace to kind of, I suppose, bring them through you know, how you can respond to people in the workplace, to teach them how to ask questions that are not leading or directive, how to recognise when perhaps their own um, value judgments are seeping into those conversations. Um, and just as importantly in that is to keep themselves safe and protected, because that can take up a huge amount of time in the workplace if it's not managed well. Um, but also how is it impacting them emotionally? How are they making sure that um, their own self-care is being managed. Are they tapping into EAP services? Are they putting really healthy boundaries around that um, mm -hmm. as well? So so that's aimed at leaders and managers in the workplace, yeah. but also there's one aimed at employees in the workplace. And really it's a facilitated workshop where, just like we've been talking about already, I'll facilitate a process so employees can come to their own determination about what's best for them in their life so they can explore their values, look ahead at, um, you know, what their life is going to look like if they take various different paths and see what that looks like. And in fact, a few tips um, that, that you know I, I do as techniques, if you like, as part of that workshop is um, getting people to use their imaginations. Because um, sometimes, you know, the way consciously it can be hard. It's like you're going round in circles and you, can, you, you even though you're looking at the pros and cons, you can't quite make up your mind. But it's funny, your unconscious mind is amazing. It can do so, <laughs> come to such better choices sometimes than our conscious mind can or a rational mind because we're not being rational when we're stressed and anxious. Um, but getting them to visualise, 
use visualization and mindfulness as a way of coming to a decision. So sometimes I'll say to them, imagine that you had a chat with your much older, wiser self, you know, way into the future and she gave you some advice. And I'll get them to actually sit down and visualize that process and hearing that advice from your much, much, much older and wiser self who's lived a long time and knows what's best for you because she's been that path. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get people to visualize um, having a conversation with three wise people of their choice and getting to ask them questions about what's best for you about that. And you can get, gain amazing insights when you do some of those um, techniques. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but obviously some of the, the other stuff that we've spoken about as well. Mm. Um, mm. But just facilitating that process and no advice giving, um, no trying to lead people one path or the other. It f- purely is about facilitating them to make the best choice for them in their life. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. So just to a final just a final note really, Viv, what what would you like our listeners to take away from today's conversation? Um, I suppose what I'd like them to take away from this is um, be aware um, about being influenced by people around us. We, we can get sucked into other people's mood. You know, we ever in a perfectly good mood and you bumped into somebody who's not in the best mood and like five minutes in, it's like somebody um, sucked all the living joy out of you. Why? Because we absorb the moods of people around <laughs> us. Okay, likewise, um, in the media, with other people, we can be affected or influenced by other people's choices and decision-making. What I would urge people to do is go inward for this one. Really reflect on what's important to you about this, um, not just now, but in the future, and be guided by your own internal compass. That's what I would urge people to do. That's fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming in today, Viv. It's great to have you (laughs) and very timely conversation. Thank you. Thanks.